Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Lights, Camera, Sports podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. So happy to be back. And, you know, I thought it'd be great to have Coach Walker Weinstein, head coach of BC Women's Lacrosse, on this podcast to talk about really her great season and their last couple seasons for BC Women's Lacrosse. As you know, they came just a little bit short in... um, in getting the national championship, falling to James Madison in the national championship game. But I had a great conversation uh, with Coach Walker Weinstein talking about her life, her career, as well as her future goals for BC Women's Lacrosse. So I hope you stick with us. If you're a BC football fan and you know the football season is right around the corner, you need to be a part of the BC Football Gridiron Club. Just go to bcfootballgridiron.com to sign up and get more details. Also, let's first hear from Chestnut Hill Technology and Stone Lemon Pizza, and then we'll go, we'll go right into the podcast with Coach Walker Weinstein. As always, thank you so much for listening. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. At Stone Love and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles! Hello, everybody. Welcome back once again to another Lights, Camera, Sports podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. So happy to be back for another podcast this week. And BC fans, you know, you, you've uh, been for a treat last couple of years with women's lacrosse. And Coach Walker Weinstein joins us here. Coach, first of all, thank you so much for joining us here on The Time and uh, coming off a very successful year, a loss in the national championship game to James Madison. But I know it's been a couple of weeks, Coach, since then. Have you had a chance to kind of digest and reflect on what a great year it's been? No doubt about it. I, I think third time will be the charm. But coach, oh, God. <laughs> but coach, let's just go back now. And um, I like to always profile our guests and look back. You grew up in the Baltimore area. Was uh, lacrosse always your number one passion, your number one sport growing up playing? Yeah, I'm, from, I'm not really from Baltimore, from Annapolis. But um, yeah, I, I've always sort of loved lacrosse. I played a lot of different sports. I played and then I sort of fell in love with lacrosse with my best friend from home, and we played, um, you know, our whole lives together. And uh, it was just, it was a great sport. It afforded. 
different cool opportunities. I was able to travel the world, and it, it was it was an awesome, awesome, um, awesome way to jumpstart my life and, uh, you know, find my passion. Yeah, I was doing some research. It was interesting. You actually won a world championship in 1999, and then you also won a World Cup championship as a player in 2009. That's, that's pretty cool, 10-year gap. on me um and you know now you know just looking back being able to play in the 2009 you know incredible incredible opportunity i'm grateful for both and coach after high school you played lacrosse and what made you go to maryland as a player was uh what, what sold you on that obviously you're from the area uh but what sold you playing for the terps growing up in the acc seven national championships in a row and that was my dream and I looked, <laughs> up, I looked up to you know the coaches so much Cindy Timshaw was my hero Kathy Nelson and then so many of the other you know most historical players that have ever played lacrosse went there and I just you know that was that was where I was going there was no other way I was looking anywhere else and you had a lot of success you're all American all ACC uh, captain just talk what was it like to play in the ACC as a college or class player by all those incredible players, um, you know, in those incredible athletes in that high, high intense environment is, is a once in a lifetime opportunity. That's why, you know, I'm so grateful to be coaching at BC back in the ACC again, the best conference in the country. It was amazing. It was a dream come true. And, you know, coach, I talked to a lot of coaches and a lot of them, you know, di- didn't really know they wanted to get in coaching growing up. What was your story? Was there a moment when you played and you realized you wanted to be a coach? Or was it kind of after graduation, you're trying to figure out what to do with your life? Like, how, how did your story play out? You know, I, I knew I wanted to coach as soon as Cindy Timshaw gave me a shot at Maryland. I wanted to be just like them. And so many of my teammates ahead of me were becoming coaches. Maryland's coaching tree is insane. I mean, everywhere you look, there's a Maryland graduate so it was sort of the way it worked at Maryland everyone was so inspired by their experience that they wanted to go and try and recreate that somewhere else and then um, I graduated and got a call from Kelly Amonti Hiller at Northwestern uh, who had just won the national championship and I figured that it was you know the greatest opportunity um, to, to get into coaching and to be mentored so I flew out to Chicago as soon as I graduated <laughs> yeah, that's a great opportunity right after graduation. Yeah. Uh, and then you went from Northwestern to UMass. What did you learn at that time at UMass when you were the associate head coach in Amherst? Yeah, well, the, the, the head coach at the time, Alexis Benetano, sort of gave me an opportunity to really step up and become the associate head coach there. And she gave me a, a really big role. So I was able to sort of blossom and figure out what kind of a coach I really was and to be able to use everything Kelly taught me and um, so that was, again, another blessing, uh, you know, by a, another Maryland teammate. Kelly played at Maryland and Alexis played at Maryland. So that, yeah. that worked out really well. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com 
That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. At Stone Love and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles! And now I'm interested to get how did BC come into the picture and uh, how did you hear about the Eagles and to become a head coach now eight years ago you're in your eighth season. Yeah, you know I was I was lucky. Um, I had you know found the, the man I wanted to marry and he lived in Boston and there was an opportunity at BC to be an assistant coach. So my personal and professional life took me to Boston and then. Um, you know, a few years later, I was able to, to get the head coaching job. And, um, you know, the rest is history. I, I've had a lot of luck in my time. <laughs> yeah, that's what great. That's what I don't think the average people realize is, you know, like you said, you had a boyfriend at the time in Boston. You had to work your life. It's tough to be a coach. You're constantly moving around. So it sounds like for you, it's right. great. Your stars aligned uh, to be at BC. It was amazing. I still like think back. I'm like, how did this whole thing happen? <laughs> <laughs> so, what were your thoughts, though? You probably didn't. I mean, you played BC, but when you played in the ACC, the BC was in the Big East. So, did you know anything about Boston College? Your thoughts from afar uh, when you joined as an assistant coach? You know, honestly, I was like, oh my god, this place has so much potential, and um, you know, there was such a good foundation that had been laid by the former head coach, Bowen Holden. Um, and there's an infrastructure that's really positive. You know, I think it was just a, a good transition, and there's a lot of really good recruits that had been brought there. And, um, you know, playing in the ACC and being able to recruit to a school like Boston College, you know, it, it makes it easier than it looks. So, um, you know, I, I just I thought it was a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to, to get back into the ACC as a young head coach with a great program to take over and, incredible players and um it just sort of worked out and me and my coaching staff just recruited as hard as we possibly could and like I said it was it was easy to recruit at BC I mean Boston College so um so yeah and I don't then, know what happened yeah then what, what tell us for the fans who might not know we hear about football recruiting men's basketball recruiting what goes into um uh, women's lacrosse recruiting at a school like BC Maybe what's the schedule like? What do the athletes look for in the school? And how do you break it down with scholarships and, and that? Just give us a recruiting one-on-one for people who may not be too familiar uh, with women's lacrosse. Yeah, well, we, you know, we recruit all year round. We recruit in all the different hotbeds. We also have created a connection to smaller areas. Like, you know, we've got players from, from Utah, from South and North Carolina, from Texas, from California. So we recruit everywhere. We go to the major showcases, but then we also sort of go to the un, you know, the, the sort of the, the hidden gem areas. And then, you know, we have fully funded, we're 12 scholarships to give out. And the way we work is we, we give a lot of partials so that we can create, uh, you know, a really good vibe and a really good opportunity for multiple student athletes trying to give a scholarship to everybody on the team a lot harder than it seems but um not everyone works like that but i have learned that that is exactly how i want to do things and um you know we've had a lot of luck in bringing in some of the top recruits in the country so 
Um, I think it's a combination of everyone's hard work, going out there and finding people and then bringing them onto campus. And then BC kind of does a lot of the work for itself, being an incredibly academic school and, um, you know, very involved in the community and then being in the, you know, one of the greatest cities in the country. And then playing in the ACC, it's a great a great place to recruit to. Yeah, that, that's my next question too. Is there a certain kid that you look for? Uh, like you said, you you want obviously have to be a good student. Uh, want to be involved in the community. Uh, is there like even different from UMass or Northwest in your previous stops that you know that may work out better at a school like BC that you focus on? Yeah, you know, it, there's a certain um, there's a certain style, and we certainly don't go after um, a type of kid. We just like the style of the athlete and then if they have fit the academic profile and if we, you know, we, we do a lot of background check on the family and we really try to get to know the family before we commit, um, uh, um, before we get, you know, get them to commit because it is like a family thing. So, um, you know, we do a lot of extensive research before we, before we commit. And then, you know, it's, um, you know, we're lucky. We've gotten so many great kids, and they've fallen in love with BC. And if it's a great fit, it works. Yeah, that, that's really nice when the thing it starts functioning like a machine. And year after year, you're able to develop it. Speaking of that, like machine and taking off, was there a moment for you? Obviously, BC Women's Across always done pretty well, but you've taken it now to the next level, national championship level. When did you start knowing that it would go to that level? Was there a certain player uh, that took off, that showed it to you? How did it all develop in your mind where, obviously, now you are competing for national championships? Yeah, you know, there was a, gr- a really good group of um, seniors the year that um, that I took over and a couple of really key athletes, um, you know, Michaela Ricks, Kristen Igo, Covey Stanwick, followed by some really, really strong players, Molly Ertle, Sarah Manley. There are so many good players. Um, and I think at that time, it was just me and my coaching staff. We just, we just sort of, we recreated the standards and losing wasn't acceptable and, and, you know, winning and going into close games wasn't acceptable. We really tried to win a, you know, create a winning culture. And then I think everyone bought in and, um, you know, we, we really try to pay attention to the kids and their families and their well-being. And I think, you know, luckily, you know, we just were able to create a, a you know, a good environment, and it was competitive. And, um, you know, we work our butts off. My sister, I have the best assistants in the country. There's no question. Um, and the girls that come to BC and their families are so committed that it's been easier to do it um, because of all the people involved. It's not me. It's not just the coaches. It's all the players and their families and Boston College and the resources that we have. So, um, you know, it's a great, it's a great place to um to play it's a great co- place to coach um and it, you know i think it's a safe environment for families to bring their kids to and coach describe your coaching philosophy from an outsider person who might not be watching what do you are you like to attack just describing quickly not to go two x and o's but how do you want to coach your team uh to get w's yeah you know i bring in you know my like i keep talking about my assistants i bring in really powerful assistants so that I can sort of give them the autonomy to do what they want. I have Jen Kent, who's been my defensive coordinator forever. And, you know, she really owns her own unit. And then Kayla Trainer, she really owns the, the midfield and the draws and the low attack. And I just kind of let them do what they do best. And then 
Um, you know, I do a lot of the offense, but um, I try to give my assistants, you know, as much freedom as, as they want because I think that's when, you know, you have a lot of ownership and there's so much trust because I know they know what they're doing. And, um, you know, I have a passion for the offense. And um, I think between all of us and the players, I think there's a really good system in place. And the operation works because everyone has their own job and everyone has a passion for their job. We all work very collectively. Um, you know, we could sit around for 10 hours and talk about a defensive play or an offensive play. So, you know, there is a good sense of camaraderie between the coaches, and um, I'm really proud of that. And give, let the fans know, what's your typical game day like for you personally? Um, <laughs> when do you guys have, like, pregame meals? What's it like on typical spring game day for you guys? You know what? The team eats together. They eat together in the dining hall. Sometimes if we're out on the road, we'll have a big meal together. Um, and then the girls have a huge, uh, you know, they do their training and they get into their rehab and all that stuff. And then they've got a big dance party in the locker room and they get dressed. And <laughs> coaches usually go get coffee and we just, you know, talk about last minute stuff. And then most of the time we spend about an hour apart, separate from the, you know, from the players and just try to review things. And then we get onto the field and we have, our pregame meeting and the little tiny trailers over at, <laughs> over at Newton. And then we leave and the girls have another dance party and they go crazy. And then we meet on the field and we go through our warm-up routine and then we, we hit the ground running. There you go. I like the dance parties. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Lots of dance parties. <laughs> Last couple questions here, coach. Um, look ahead now to next year. Expectations really, really high, obviously. Uh, what players should we look out for next year, and uh, what do we think? How can we get it done here in year three, uh, three, three consecutive years of national championship game? I know. We, you know what, we've learned so much. that We reflected a lot right after the game, and the girls did too. And, um, you know, I think we're going to come in and be more fit. I think we're going to be deeper next year. We're going to be healthier. Uh, we've restructured some of our, our, our spring games next year to simulate more championship environments. Um, and, you know, we're, we're a little bit more seasoned, and I think we're certainly hungrier. And, I, you know, I feel hungrier than I've ever been. I know my staff is, too. And we're going to continue with the innovation and, you know, being, you know, creative and, and, and current and sharp. And then, you know, we're going to do everything we can. And then, Coach, just outside of Coach, I always like to find this interesting. How do you balance your life, your family, uh, what, what are some of your interests outside of coaching? How do you work all balance that all together for tell let the fans know? Yeah, you know, I I think the most important thing is my husband's on board with how you know crazy the coaching life is, and um, he's got an awesome job that allows him a good work life balance, and you know he kind of is you know the, the stabilizer of the family, of course. But our kids are. They're very into the lacrosse. They're very into the coaching world. They come to my practices all the time. So although I'm gone and traveling a lot, my kids come to practices. They travel on the buses with us. Um, and my husband really does, you know, most of the work behind the scenes to make all this, this happen. And, um, you know, other than my family, I don't have much going on because, you know, you're spread so thin as it is. But I love to exercise. I love to play tennis. I, I, you know, I love, I love sports. Uh, I'm very close with my family, and we we like to travel a lot. So, um, really, the the key to making it all work is my husband. So, I'm grateful. That's great. Sounds like you guys like the Boston area and coaching at BC. We do. We love it. Boston is amazing, and 
the school is giving us so much support, and I think everybody's on board to win a national championship. So life is pretty good. We just got to get it done. All right, Coach. Well, we'll be following next year, and I'm I'm sure you uh, you guys will get it done. The Eagles will be national champions. Well, well thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, well, uh, hopefully, you know, we'll get on track, and, and we'll get it done for BC. All right, Coach. Good luck recruiting. Have a nice summer. Okay, you too. Bye. Right, thanks. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. At Stone Love and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles! Well, thanks once again to Coach Walker Weinstein for joining us here on the Lights, Camera, Sports Podcast. I know that she will get over the hump and get a national championship for BC Women's Lacrosse uh, coming to the Heights. So it should be interesting to watch her in the next couple of years. I'd like to remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, you need to be a part of the BC Football Gridiron Club. Just go to bcfootballgridiron.com to sign up and get more details. All right, as always, thank you to Chestnut Hill Technologies and Stone Lemon Pizza. This is Mike Galtieri signing off. We'll see you again next time. So long, everybody.